Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster that says, I'll dance to share or do anytime, you know, anytime you like, uh, even though that's a different song. Uh, but, you know, really, uh, you say, I don't have, a pre- I don't know if I could have a preference because I prefer both. Uh, it's time, um, ladies and gentlemen. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcaster who gets confused. Uh, hey, Drudge, thanks for the support. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me. The podcast that puts you to sleep we do is a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. And I'll do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is uh, send my... What did, did I get mixed up again? You up all night tossing, turning my mind. What I'm going to try to do is whatever's keeping you awake, I'm here to take your mind off of that. Uh, whether it's thoughts... Might be podcasters repeating stuff because they got mixed up, but it could be thoughts on your repetitive thoughts on your mind. Holy moly! So, or thoughts about the past, present, or future. It could be changes in your routine, feelings or emotions, physical sensations. Could be something else. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake. Uh, or, you know, w- w- wake or, you know, you know, whatever the situation is, I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off. So the way I'm going to attempt to do that is to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones so that my tones are not uh, conducive to much else other than not even you say well the the, the kind of, he's got the kind of voice you could you can't forget about it but you don't you don't really listen to it so creaky dulcet tones pointless meanders superfluous tangents I'm going to go off topic I'm going to get mixed up all to keep you company as I said while you fall asleep now if you're new I'm glad you're here if you're a regular listener wow thanks for being a regular listener of the show I really hope it helps you on a regular basis. Uh, and I appreciate you being here. Now, uh, if you're new, a couple, there's a lot of things that are different about this podcast. One is it takes a, lot, a couple listens to get used to in a way where you say, oh, I don't have to get used to it. I just, uh, it's kind of like trying something on, like a new fabric. They say, oh boy, have you tried that new fabric everybody's talking about? And you say, I haven't heard any, about any new fabrics, uh, actually, of all the new things in our world, all the tech disruptions. Like, sometimes people have new names for a fabric, but you say, well, isn't this like that other fabric? Uh, so, but you say, well, tr- have you tried it on, though? What, the uh, laser stretch? I thought that was just lycra and cotton. And you say, well, no, it's a laser stretch. It's a new one. It's, uh, it's stretched, pre-stretched by laser. Is it, wait a second, it's pre-stretched by lasers. Uh, I'll try it on. I don't know. I tried it on, though, the first time I felt a little lasery. Like, is there, was there leftover laser, uh, remnant, a remnant of lasers? Uh, that was another book, I, you know, a piece of, uh, speculative science fiction I was going to write. A remnant of lasers, uh. My tail, uh, being, you know, whatever a space ranger, what a space ranger does, uh, when they're no longer a space ranger or, oh, so sorry, I got mixed up. It could be actually, it could be applicable to this episode. We're going to be talking about this week from TNG. Cause there's a laser, my life is a laser pointer connector, collector. Connector, yeah. Oh boy, I have the top dating site of uh, laser pointers, uh, and you know, and people that are interested in laser pointers. But please, laser pointers, don't point them at anything that is sensitive to laser pointers. You know, point them in your house, point them in your classrooms, 
point them in your, you know, do, you know, don't, but don't point, you know, laser pointers. Use them with respect, and respect them. That's uh, my life is the foremost. You say, Scooch, I heard you were a dating expert. Oh yeah, for, for laser pointers, dating one another. I'm sorry, Scooter. What did you say? Yeah, no, uh, that's what I was. Someone like, uh, if laser pointers become sentient. I'm going to corner that market. Maybe not, though, because somebody said, well, we adjusted. We, we had Boople, and we just adjusted it to lose l- 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 laser. L- like you could see if you combined laser and later, and we combined that, and we put Scooter's uh, dating, laser de- de- dating website. And I said, well, what about uh, super colliders? And par- I was the first person to introduce particle colliders and super colliders together. Right, and that was the other universe we used to all live in, Scoots. And after those two connected and uh, they gave birth, to, you know, that was the end of that timeline. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They said uh, there's a reason it's called a super collider and another one is called a particle accelerator. They weren't supposed to, and I said, oh. And they just wanted to meet one another because they had some things in common, but they weren't the same. Sorry about that, uh, time, whatever timeline I used to live in. Great to be in this one, by the way. Okay, so, sorry, if you're new, I was going to say something. I for, oh, uh, this podcast can take some getting used to, and it's not for everybody. So when you first, so most regular listeners say, hey, give it a few tries because it, it's different. Uh, you might not like it at first. You may never like it, but just see how it goes. Uh, because it's so different. And also on the so different thing is this is a podcast, clearly you've already figured that out, that you don't really listen to. You just kind of barely listen. You kick back, you just kind of pay attention, and you let me drone in the background. But you can listen. And this isn't a show that really puts you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. So I'm going to be here for over an hour, and you could queue up episode after episode. If you can't sleep, I'm here for you. Like, I'll be here, right here, talking to you, or in a little while, I'll be talking to you about Star Trek TNG. So those are two things. Other things that throw new listeners off are the structure of the show, or the content of the show, or me. So I'm different. I may, it may work for you, it may not. It'll just see how it goes. I know you're skeptical. I know you tried other things to fall asleep. The goal of the show is to make you feel less alone. And to just barely entertain you, maybe barely make you smile while you get some rest. Uh, structure of the show. Show starts off with a greeting, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, so you feel welcome and seen. Then there's support for you, the listener. Then there's support for our show so it can stay free. That's the first, I don't know, six, eight minutes or something. Then there's the intro, which is a show within a show. It's kind of like our wind-down show. 3% of listeners skip it. A few thousand people pay to get story-only episodes on Patreon, but most listeners really enjoy it because it's part of their bedtime routine. It's part of their bedtime routine. So some people play it as they're getting ready for bed, some listeners are in bed, and some people are doing something else relaxing, whether it's just sitting on the couch or... You know, doing, taking, doing some skincare, doing some doodling, foam rolling, lying on the floor instead of lying on be, in the bed. Maybe you're paging through a magazine. I mean, talk about something that not a ton of people do anymore without re- you say, well, I'm just paging through it. So, uh, so, so the, the intro kind of serves that purpose to give us some distance from the day and the night, uh, from your day life and ease you into bedtime and kind of give you an overview of what to show, what to expect. My, my sense of humor, like, uh, it's, it's, well, it's not funny. It's kind it's like, it's kind of like something funny. That's Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He was talking about something five or six minutes ago. He doesn't even remember what it was, but he says, well, that was barely entertaining. And that's that's what the show really is. So that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the episode. That's how kind of podcast structure works. And again, how we were able to be here free versus be part of a service. 
And then tonight we'll be talking about Star Trek The Next Generation. But you don't need to have seen the episodes at all. I'll fill you in. It'll be like a bedtime story. And, or like, you know, anytime someone's recounted the plot of an entire movie or TV show in longer, you say, oh my gosh, I saw the show. I got to tell you about it. So there's a character, right? And they have, they wear sneakers everywhere. So they have like sneakers, they have like their work sneakers. Then they have their dating sneakers. Then they have, they even wear sneakers to bed, but they're, they're, they're slippers, but they have them designed like sneakers. Then when they go to the UK, they call them trainers. And then you're like, okay, is it, that's, that's it. Oh, wow. That sounds, oh no, no, no. That's just the main character. And so then they meet someone, a barefoot runner. Okay. And then that goes on and on and on. What can feel like hours, right? But because of the social compact, you're supposed to, unfortunately, you're a good person. I know you, you listen to the show. So you say, wow, barefoot runner and a sneaker lover. And what's, do they, what's the plot? Oh, so, uh. Well, no, no. So then it goes back to when they were they were kids, uh, and they lived two towns away from one another. But both their parents worked at a shoebox factory. And then you can say, okay, wow, oof, wow, what, what is this? At? You know what? I, I should, maybe you shouldn't tell me anymore. Maybe I should, no, I got to tell you, I can't believe it. I mean, you could watch it, but I just, I got to tell somebody about this. Okay, but you, um, okay. Uh, so you make that noise, right? Uh, so this podcast, you know, you could do that if you want to. You say, uh-huh, Scoot, uh-huh, Scoots, tell me more about Star Trek. But there's no, you don't have to pretend to listen to me. You could r- literally be drooling or snoring, or you could just be relaxed there, you know, snuggled in and, and, and just kind of barely paying attention. So the show's here to keep you company while you drift off. I make the show because you deserve a good night's sleep. I really, truly believe that, uh, and that our world and your world will be a better place if you get the rest you need. And I also make the show because I've been there. I know how it feels tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. So I'm happy to help. Um, so give the show a few tries, see how it goes. I really appreciate you coming by and checking it out. I really work hard. I yearn and I strive and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to be here for you twice a week. Thanks. All right, everybody scoots here. It's time for another, uh, it's time to return. It's time for me to dispatch a subspace message to you. Uh, from the voice of the, uh, what's that thing called? The particle, the food maker, what is, oh boy. Hey, make me some food. The same voice that, uh, their, their version of the voice assistant is also the voice that says previously, as we concluded last season, uh, what does that exactly say? Let me see here. Last time on last time on Star Trek: The Next Generation, and we see a recap. Uh, Borg, Admiral Hanson, Picard, but engage the Borg, fluctuating phasers, uh, shields, all that stuff. Come in with every starship to assist, but we're six days away. Uh, we, Riker, it was saying, well, you can't play it safe. You can't make big decisions. Uh, Borg show up on the ship. Worf does this great jump, uh, runs into it. Picard goes with Borg peacefully, uh, plan, you know, brainstorming session, deflector dish. Maybe we can do it. Uh, Enterprise pursuing. Then the away team on the Borg ship looking around. Shelby to Enterprise. We found the communicator in uniform. And then, oh no, Commander Picard uh, standing with a laser pointer. Jean-Luc, whoa boy. Unable to retrieve him. 
altered by the Borg? No, he is a Borg. Uh, Beverly says he's alive. We could restore him. Riker says it's our only chance. And then the musical be, would begin because Kurt says, I'm Lacutus of Borg. Uh, I'm a very big deal. And uh, Riker says, Wharf of Fire. Mr. Wharf, uh, that is. Uh, Scoot, so sorry, uh, Fire. And now the conclusion. And again, we start up again with Locutus of Borg. Let's see, we got Picard, Laser Pointer. Cedar Sam, Riker, six seconds, looks. We'll read some through some of my poetic writing first. Uh, Riker, enormous execs, uh, unchanged, undamaged. Cool hand, uh, failure, cool and failure, more looks, uh, ceasefire. Uh, your FaceTime was on there the whole time. Here, it's hapless and hopeless, number one. Big music open. So, yeah, Locutus is checking them out. Uh, running out of everything. Energy is discharged in six seconds. Uh, we forget uh, Wesley, Troy, Riker, Shelby firing the deflector plan. And it does not work. Uh, undamaged, Worf says. Impossible, Shelby says. I just read her lips, actually. Warning. Reactor problems, uh, Jordy can't maintain, thermal limits reached, more looks, Troy, Riker's eyes down, turns, ceasefire. Jordy's shutting down warp, uh, couldn't have adapted that quickly, Riker knows something. And that's when Picard says, yeah, we know everything, I'm Locutus, but I was Picard, so we know all of it and now. All possible courses of actions. Data crusher, Shelby reaction looks. Uh, resistance is futile, number one. Troy reacts to that. Riker reacts. Uh, and we go to the open. Uh, then we come back. Uh, first along, slow Enterprise meeting. Riker stands. His hands are like a praying mantis. Uh, Wolf 359. If you haven't listened to Wolf 359, uh, check out that podcast. And then check out the other podcasts that team and the people involved uh, have been working on. Uh, Klingons, well, even the Klingons, maybe maybe even the Vulcans are going to help. Not the Vulcans, but uh, that other group. That the Borg will be ready. 40K run. Freshman to win the Academy uh, Marathon. We've abandoned all hope of recovering him. He checks his phone. Uh, as for Picard, so the Admiral Hansen's like like every boss in the world. He's like talking and not listening and using his phone. But as for Picard, Riker looks down. Ugh. Captain, it's your ship now. Thoughtful Riker. Overhead shot with laser pointer of Locutus lying down. Never seen another Borg in this position before. The Borg are already upgrading. They say, we're going Locutus 2.0 now. Forget the beta, man. Uh, we're going to get you up in, uh, to, uh, they put on an extra, like an extra attachment. They put some LEDs in there. Uh, but Picard is still there because we see, or maybe not, maybe this is just a like mechanical, biomechanical reaction, but we see a tea, one lone tear run down his eyes. Then we have Worf and Riker. Worf's arms are crossed, uh. Borg having neither courage nor honor, sage advice, uh, shield work, darn, darn tootin' have failed, uh, could use Worf's help, uh, Riker and Shelby, anything else? Riker is pleased at the end. Wolf 359, we've engaged the Borg. Oh boy, we got a bad signal. There's like this is like, and then they go out, uh, and that's the end of that sequence. So let's see. First officer log 44001.4. Borg on their way to Earth or Terra. 
we get unable to pursue. We're going to pursue once we get things fixed. You know, they, they're on the call with the uh, Hanson eight to 12 hours before we get this thing running. Oh, we'll miss you at the party. Don't worry. We'll be there. The little late Riker says we'll be there. Well, you bought us some time. Uh, we got 40 warships or starships at Wolf 359, and that's just starters. Klingons are coming. Maybe even the Romulans. We might tell them. And Shelby says the Borg are going to be ready. And that's when he goes, uh, even though he's like, uh, talks about Riker being the fastest freshman, Daniel too. Uh, only freshman ever win the 40K Academy Marathon or whatever. I wanted to know that young fellow, uh, and I do, I did. Drive, determination, encourage Jean-Luc Picard. No way he would assist the Borg, so uh, uh, that's not Picard over there. Of course, uh, Shelby says I'm not. I was just... Uh, He's like, this is the way I'm coping with it. Uh, you cope in your own way. And Beverly says, that's it then? What? Uh, and Hanson says, uh, we got work to do. Someone actually hands him his phone. So in some sense, they're saying this is more important than the Enterprise. Uh, so I guess uh, I'm not, I guess I was blaming him, but I didn't see that uh, this uh, that first time. Worf doesn't like it. Riker doesn't like it. Riker, you're field commissioned commander, captain. Congrats. Uh, Enterprise is your ship. I wish it was different. Shelby reacts. There's actually air conditioning blowing her hair or something. To us all. Riker looks down. Thinks a minute. Then we get an outside shot. Borg ship. Uh, Locutus' upgrade. Uh, and they, you know, they, they do some, some of the locutus level work. Uh, they put on something that's even got magnetic coils on there, blender. Then they put, do some, they say, Hey, these LEDs will help. Uh, but, uh, you see, that's when it's a lone tier. Actually, they use the LED for something else. We see some kind of organics out of focus, organic mechanical stuff. But he's got humanity. Then on to the uh, turbo pulse lift or whatever. Worf and Riker talking. What are our advantages? Uh, neutralized force fields. We got to let them know we can adapt too. We're no longer against the Borg. We got the life experience of Picard too. Now how the heck, double heck, do we learn, you know, Borg neither have not honor nor courage. That is our greatest advantage. I hope it's enough. Then they get off. Uh, Shelby's working on the warp core or something with Jordy. They're getting the shields. Uh, but then the sensors are off. Uh, no, they're working, Jordy. Half shields aren't working. Darn it all. Auxiliary, like, uh, they say, Worf, we, got, we need you help, your help down here, too. And Riker says, we got to get moving, Jordy. Because to have Shelby fill you in, we got a couple hours. Shelby says, we got the navigational thing. Starboard, you know, Shelburne and Barkley are working on something. Proceeding, but it's slow work. Uh, we just got to figure this out. Two or three hours. Uh, he says, good. And then there's a long pause, and she goes, anything else? And he goes, you've done a good job. Uh, and she goes, well, I didn't get Picard. He goes, well, he stopped him. He gave us our chance, even though it didn't work out. Uh, and he goes, we don't have to like each other, but uh, you keep me on my toes. Uh, she goes, like a first officer? And he that's when he laughs. He goes, you are ambitious. Uh, get right to the point. And she, she, she goes, uh, there's no reason for me to expect it, but you do need me. And I got the expertise. And he goes, you have a lot to learn. She goes, yeah. And he goes, oh, and then he, that's when he grins. As much as that when I was a young punk, uh, he goes, yeah, you remind me of what a pain I was to ca Commander Picard, Captain Picard. Uh, 
Then they got a call. FaceTime. Starfleet's engaged the Borg. Uh, Wolf 359. Riker heads off on the bridge. Uh, they say, hey, get Hanson on subspace. Uh, and Hanson comes in. He's a terrible signal. He goes, it's not going good. Uh, we're trying to withdraw and regroup. Um, and, oh, sorry, we're at, we've lost the signal. Data goes, I don't know. Riker glares, a slow zoom on his face, uh, and then they go to commercial. Captain's log, Riker, so the exclamation point that, Wolf 359, Riker talks to Worf and Data, not the time for change. Data's surprised. I said, wait a second, does Data have the ability to be surprised? I guess so, because he's surprised when um, Riker makes this announcement about Shelby. Shares a look with Worf, uh, heavy gravitar beam, premise uh, nanotech, but that should take two or three weeks. Uh, Riker, transcribe lead, mm, grips back a chair, then into the c- commander's quarter, captain's quarters, or captain's office, ready room, I don't know what you call it, uh, Talks to the empty chair. Guinan shows up. Uh, this is one of the great scenes, um, which makes me really titillate me. I say, I got to learn more about, I got to go to these Guinan stories next. She totally blows by Riker. She talks. She goes, well, I'm thinking. She goes, okay, great. Let's talk then. She sits down. She says, do you know about Commander Captain Picard and I? No. Well, we're beyond friends or family, but there can be only be one captain that look back away. Something. We must let him go. Only way. Something him that is your new chin. He sits. Crusher calls on my way. Riker takes over. Then we get to the fleet. They're toast. Uh, there's a zoom in, big music, uh, just everybody stunned. Kishu, Tolstoy, Melbourne, Riker looks down. Wow. So that's that sequence. 44002.3, Commander's Captain's Log. Repairs are complete. We're on our way. Communications are cut off. Borg interference, probably. Riker says, Worf, you gave my respect for your service, uh, but I need your tactical data. You're not ambitious. Uh, nevertheless, I want you to know I considered you for first officer. Thank you. But not a time for change or rearrange. I need all you where you are. Where Commander Picard relied on you. So I've been reluctantly conclude that I shall be. Expert on the Borg. Ideal for first officer, Worf and Data. Worf, even Data's eyebrows go up. Uh, and I guess the latest can, can, we can do is the Borg uh, clearly made it through. That's when he's gripping the, the chair. What about that heavy graviton beam? Uh, Jordy says, uh, not strong enough. Uh, and then the nano nanobots. Uh, too long. Good ideas, but they're going to take too long. And they say, do you have any Red Nails books? Uh, but that'll take too long. Two to three weeks. If, by the way, if you could get nanobots working in two to three weeks, you should do it anyway. We got the new phaser adapters. Uh, maybe we could slow them down, maybe. Riker says, I'm sure Commander Picard would say something inspirational right now. But, you know, that's not me. I wish he was here because I could use it. Uh, difficult. Uh, he's really gripping that chair. I don't know if he that's when his back was bothering him. Because I can't replicate Picard, but whatever the outcome, I'm sure our efforts will be uh, efforts. And, you know, he has faith in us. And we're going to live up to his faith in us. Dismissed. And everyone slowly exits. Then he goes into the ready room or whatever, the Picard's office. Uh, some stuff's in there. It looks like it was cleaned out. He says, what would you do? 
Oh, yeah, there's the Nautilus shell, some other shell. Guidance comes in. She says, hey, what's up? Uh, talking to Picard Cher, eh? Can I speak to you? Oh, not a good time. She goes, great. Uh, she walks over to Picard's chair and sits down. She says, what, what about me? I'm running the show now. She goes, I'm used to having the captain's ear. So he says, what's up? Uh, and she goes, a lot of people are thinking, you know, you, you got to get some hope in here because everybody's thinking it's not going to be no hope, but it doesn't work. And he goes, well, I'm not sure about that, though. Uh, and she goes, well, you're going to have to find something because it's not what's best. No matter what happens, we have to live today. Just like they saying, no day like today or whatever. Uh, I'll do the best I can. She goes, you're not going to like it either because uh, you got to let go of Picard. And he goes, uh, maybe you haven't heard. I did yesterday. He goes, she goes, you know what I mean? In, in your heart. Uh, she goes, you got to run this. He's still here with us in this room. So stop drinking Earl Grey. That would be one thing. It might be easier if it was something else, but, uh, and then she says, we're closer than friends or family. So, you know, this isn't something I'm just saying lightly. Uh, you know, it's not easy for me, but uh, I'll let him go. So you got to do it too. There can only be one captain. And he says, it's not simple. Uh, he wrote the book on this ship. Uh, she goes, exactly. Come on, throw that book away. Uh, that's the only way you're going to figure all this out, uh, Riker. Come on, I'm giving you the tools you need to, to be successful here. And, uh, you know, that's your chair. So he goes to throw the chair at him. Great idea. At the, at the Borg ship or at each Borg? And she goes, okay, think about it. I'll be back. Riker watches her go, looks back at the chair. And then he slowly walks over. And this chair become a powerful thing in this episode or this office. Uh, turns around and he says, uh, Give me a breakfast. <laughs> I don't know, whatever the opposite of Earl Grey is. Uh, and then Wesley Crusher says, we're, we're almost at Wolf. Uh, pulls his shirt down, gets up, goes to the bridge. Slow down. Bring us, bring it, bring everything up. Get everything on screen. Let's get ready. Sensors have several vessels, uh, but um, hmm, no subspace fields, no power readings. No life signs, Data says. Uh, they all look over the screen. Really good effects. Uh, Worf glares. Uh, everybody, then Riker stands, pulls his shirt down. We zoom on him as he looks at the, what was left of the fleet, and now there's nothing. Shelby stands. Really, again, great effects. Uh, and she lists some of the ships that are gone. Riker looks down. And I think that's their next break. He looks back up. Uh, and we get another amazing effect of the Enterprise going through the field. And let's see, then back to my notes here. We get sensors. There's eddy currents. Let's follow those. Uh, let's go with Shelby's original plan. Uh, but Picard, well, that's a bad idea, everybody says. He goes, I'm counting on it. Uh, special mission for Data and Worf. Uh, something. Org ship. Uh, Locutus takes a call for Riker. And the Riker's on the battle bridge, I guess, which is different. Um I think, and I said, wait a second, who's in the um, sauce? This is where I was having trouble, but uh, never lied. Don't you trust me? Discuss your terms. No terms. Riker goes, mute the call. Uh, and he goes, let's second plan. We're about to intervene. Riker won. Or some, that's the plan. Separation. Locutus watches. Uh, Riker Alpha. 
uh, Riker Beta, Antimatter, Spread, Shuttle, Locutus. Oh, they put on some armbands, uh, Riker and Data. I mean, Data and uh, Worf. Uh, Luch armbands, Shuttle Launch, oh, Fireworks, Out Your Angles. Uh, uh, there's the armbands again, Data and Worf. Borg exposed or engrossed. Uh, then Data and Worf dance with some uh, Borg. One dance, two dance, three dance, four dance. Uh, then we have Worf v. Locutus. Uh, a little dance off. Uh, Data uses uh, something, uh, sleep a sleep device, on, uh, and they take Picard on the shuttle. We have him beam out of the shuttle. Then the shuttle goes bye-bye. Success. Uh, then there's a zoom on Riker who grins. So let's see. We still have the special effects shot. Worf says, uh, "That's when Worf does." Let's go with these eddy currents. Um, two hundred bearing to eleven could be the Borg ship. Uh, let's follow Shelby. Let's do your saucer plan. And she goes, but Picard rejected that plan. Or Ricard knew about it. Uh, I'm aware of that. I'm counting on it. And then she goes, Crusher, Caritano, Gleason to the battle bridge. Data Wharf, I have a special mission for you. So I guess not. Maybe Shelby's on the battle bridge. Then we see the Borg ship. Uh, uh, we see everybody walking. We got... Locutus, uh, he's the only one with a laser pointer, though. He goes to their screen, which is different. Uh, he sees Riker on a different bridge, I assume some sort of battle bridge. He goes, yo, this is what Riker, go ahead. This is Locutus. Uh, we got to end this. Uh, sure, surrender. Locutus over. Riker says, well, what are your terms of surrender? And they go, uh, no, 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 no. You're trying to trick us. Uh, nice try. And that's when Riker says, if Picard really knows me, you know I don't trick people. So he inherently trusts me. Uh, and he goes, oh, yeah, we inherently trust you. Forgot. Uh, thank you for putting us under. Trust me now. Discuss terms. Uh, Discussions irrelevant. No terms. Uh, escort us to Sector 1. And then we'll, you know, take over. And that's when Riker says, mute it. Uh, Gleason, pinpoint it. Uh, oh, so this is a battle bridge. I can put you in 30 minutes, 30 meters. Uh, all right, O'Brien, can you beam him? No. Uh, but we expected that. So it goes, proceed as planned. Then they turn the armbands on. Riker goes, unmute him. Preparation relevant. Uh, get ready. Join Locutus as Picard has. Uh, you're just playing delay, number one. Not going to work. We will proceed to Earth uh, and don't mess with us. So we're not in the mood. And Riker says, take your best shot because we're about to intervene. It's already been brought in. And he goes, hang up on him. And then it goes, Riker 1, Shelby report. They separate, uh, make it so. So the main bridge is the saucer. Or, well, Shelby's on the main bridge, and I'm not sure. I guess the main bridge is on the saucer section. Uh, Jordy says, uh, latch is clear. I don't know if this is the first time, but I remember first time I saw this thing separate. And I was like, holy moly, that's cool. I had no idea. Then they say total action time. This is when Locutus is watching and saying, okay, let's watch this thing. A tractor beam, evasive maneuvers, Riker Alpha, Riker Alpha confirmed. They get out of the way of the beam. And then they say, okay, evasive pattern, Riker Baker, Beta. Okay, let's go to phase two. So then that's the antimatter spread is like a confusion thing. 
And Riker watches. So this is what enables the shuttle to sneak in. It's just like fireworks. Uh, then the shuttle gets over there. They penetrate the field. They park it in. in, in the, oh, no, they use the shuttle transporter to get over there. I said that was one of the things. I said, how are they going to get out of there? Like a short transporter, which works. So they should transport into the Borg ship. Uh, they show up. Uh, they get ready. First, you know, Borg aren't expecting them, so they walked around for a bit. Uh, and then they just start dancing with Borg as soon as they can. They're all Borg are all watching. They see Locutus is in the middle, so they do have to be careful. And there's other Borg just walking around doing their jobs. Um, I mean, doing their job, I guess, because they're all one. There's like one of the persons next to Locutus. Great shot by Worf to go past Locutus, uh, take out his handlers or whatever. And then Worf dances with Locutus. Somebody rolls up behind Data, but he does a quick move. Uh, they haven't adjusted. And then they take, uh, they get, they rescue Commander Picard. And they say, okay, they get on the shuttle. They say, okay, get the shuttle out of the Borg parking. Then they get off the shuttle because obviously the Borg are going to see the shuttle and know something's up, uh, which is true. Once they're out of the Borg field, get them out of there, O'Brien. A little rescue. This is like episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, they get back. Uh, they have Picard. And uh, Picard's sleeping. Riker grins. Uh, says, oh, yeah, Borg. Okay, then we have the two ships facing off with one another. We we were we worried, uh, of course, towards Earth. Uh, Percut, uh, Picard and Medbay. We don't have more time both ways, if I were lucky. Yeah, she tries to raise him without losing power. Beverly, Crusher, Doctor. Yes, he has this like moving, he has this like eye contraption above his eyebrow, like a, like a eyebrow based satellite dish, mini satellite dish. Uh, something uh, incorrect, number one. Only I mean you're understand, you understand us. No harm, no humor. His suit looks cool close up. Uh, data, multimodal. I said, that's what my underwear is made out of, modal. I said, that's pretty funny. I think it's even multimodal. But uh, complex signals, uh, interactive, uh, or interacute, cutting the link. Uh, we must know how, know what he knows. Uh, Separate man from machine. Data, perhaps Picard looks at re-rents, re, re, re uh, rolls up on wharf. Lore, way wharf, uh, says uh, specs. Uh, Data, Riker, Crusher. Beverly puts him to sleep. Uh, to the lab. Shelby to Riker. Zero, zero, 001 Saturn. They go by Saturn, and there's big music for the break. So let's see. We got to show off with both parts of the ship and the Borg ship. Uh, impulse drives toast on the saucer section. We can't move. Uh, we got subspace fluctuations. They're getting ready to move. Uh, stand by. We have saucer sessions. A sitting duck. Uh, and Riker says, draw their fire. Uh, it says, can you say saucer section? It's hard to say. And then the Borg ship heads back towards Earth. They have to rendezvous and then follow. Uh, we see Picard with uh, Riker, Beverly Crusher, and uh, somebody else that we don't see yet. I think Data or Worf. Well, it's Worf. Uh, structural changes. We don't have time. 
we got to find out, you know, why, a way to win. Go, you know, we got to use him to find out about the Borg. Everything we need to know, their vulnerabilities. Uh, so she wakes him up first. Uh, he has a nice uh, sparkly pillow. Uh, his laser pointer's still working. She says, John Luke, can you hear me? He's the Borg have a little bit of a like a sparkle makeup on. We see his suit is like some rubber. It looks good. A little bit of a Batman type look to it. Uh, I'm on board the Enterprise. Uh, that's right. He, he sits up. Uh, we see his abs. Uh, futile maneuver. Incorrect strategy number one. Crew and ship uh, for one person? Not a good idea. Card wouldn't have approved. You underestimate us. We don't care about this. Uh, he raises his arm. He looks over at Worf. Uh, no need for apprehension, though. Like, I'll join. <laughs> he says, like, I tend no harm. Uh, no harm. I'll, I will continue uh, aboard the ship to speak for the Borg. Let's just act like everything's normal. Uh, and they'll continue without further diversion to Sector 001. And that'll be it. Uh, so pretty much a waste of your time. Riker and Beverly share a look. Data's tap, 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 and away. Multimodal reflection sorting. I detected uh, subspace signals between Locutus and the Borg ship. Uh, Controlling them, not a matter of control. It's like an interactive uh, subspace domain, like a transporter beam. I'd hop a hypothesis. This is a collective unconscious of the Borg. Can we block him? I don't know. Data says uh, there's some sort of circuit they've taken from, you know, like to separate comrades from the uh, consciousness. Uh, and then after that, when you cut the link, you know, that's when they go to the big, big, uh, big Borg in the sky, the big cube in the sky. They see what's that? We got to know what we know. Beverly says, well, I could do some micro work on him, but these Borg implants are functioning. I don't know if I can separate the man from the machine. Data says, well, maybe I could hack in there. I can access the machine parts uh, with my brain. And they say, wait a second. And then we see Riker's, or, or Picard's reading his, like, readouts at the med bay. He says, Worf, Klingon species, warrior race, check out my blender. So I'm built into my arm. Uh, he goes, Klingon will never yield. And he goes, we're just trying to raise, Borg's just trying to raise the quality of life for everyone. And uh, Worf says, it's my, you know, so this is like this idea of like, uh, Worf says, I like my species the way we are. I don't, we don't need to be assimilated. Uh, and then he rolls up on data. Primitive artificial organism. You'll be obsolete soon. That's when they put him to sleep. Uh, they use data as a little distraction. They say, take him to the lab. Shelby to Riker. Borger in 001 going past Saturn. We've got to hurry. So, and we see a brief thing. Oh, wait, this is the next uh, break. Uh, bridge, Shelby, thanking Riker, 27 minutes, uh, need 42. Data, neural net, transport, uh, buffer, Troy is there as well. Cards, okay, I can look into this in three stages. Uh, oh, Picard's shirt is off. He's just in like a, it's just interesting as we get reveal what he's wearing. They said, take his shirt off. He doesn't need fake abs. He has real abs. Uh, three stages, I don't know. Oh, this is one of the things I love is this dialogue. When you ask someone for an answer, I don't know if there's many other shows that have the courage to have authority figures on a regular basis say in a genuine way that leads to the solution. I don't know. Picard does this a lot. And Data says it in a very honest way, but it's still part of the story. And so I don't, I don't know. I love these choices. I don't know. I've never done this before. 
I mean, think about, I don't know. That's just like one of my, I said, I don't know, but uh, I've never done this before. Is not only the right thing for the character to say, it's a, it's a, that's like real courage when you say, I don't know, I've never done this before. And it's good teamwork in this situation where, you know, a lot of times you'd be like, okay, well, I suppose I'm supposed to know. So I'll just say, I know, even though I don't, I don't know. What a great example. Level one. No. Then we see the Mars defense grid or something. And we Borg take them out. Uh, Enterprise is something. Two new connect two two new connections or second level no, final level Picard nods uh, something I have access uh, pressing, processing 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 uh, zoom on data's brain, root around Picard tries uh, to, to he goes I'm getting out of here. Data holds his data says, let me take this blender off you. It just seems like unnecessary. So the data uses his super strength, uh, removes the blender attachment. It's him. It's, it's Picard. Uh, he lifts data's arm. Data calls. He says, I made first contact, uh, bridge Borg. B- 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 somebody's worried. Borg is worried. I don't know. Interpol parlay plan of command. Riker interrupts. Uh, make every effort. Uh, visitor conflict magnify. Red alert status tractor beam. Unable to pretend penetrate defenses. Uh, power shields failed. Pulling us in. Complete something. Power current portable power. It's over. Collision course. Uh, oh, this is how, like Riker has a plan, a backup plan to warp them out in warp power, which no one likes. Uh, and then Picard says uh, to to um, sleep, 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 sleep. Uh, and then they go back and forth and Data says, I have a supposition to sleep, what? Uh, smiles, minimal power, shall be away, Team Mr. Worf. Uh, so I wrote more on this because I watched it twice. Like, he wanted, they wanted Data to do, like, an episode of Sleep With Me for all the Borg. Hi, Taryn, Outer Hall. Mm, something, Mr. Worf, 23, 24, 25. Uh, hall, all oh, those are all, this Hall's penetrated. Riker, full stop, uh, spin, what the double hockey, hockey sticks. I, what if I put all of them to sleep? Uh, status, minimal, confirm, delighted, Mr. Wharf on ship, uh, self, uh, dis- oh yeah, then they, they uh, go bye-bye. Okay, let's see how it plays out here. Okay, so we have uh, Shelby and Riker, Borg of uh, the Jupiter House, post-92. Uh, no, nothing from Jupiter, and, but they're probably not going to work against the Borg. They're in 27 minutes away from Earth. Uh, we're 40 minutes away. 42 minutes, Wesley says. Riker to Data. What's your status? Uh, he goes, okay, we got the initial connection. To the neural net, Mr. Brian's going to process some of it through the transport pattern buffer. Uh, data starts to go on and on and on, but he goes, proceed data, just get to work. Uh, so then they bring Picard up. Uh, same kind of thing, this like reveal. I remember when LOL was revealed, uh, lowered down. Uh, neural link will be established. Troy's there. Uh, Beverly Crusher's there. Observe, you know, keep a keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. Observe him at each stage. Uh, O'Brien's on the positronic matrix, uh, and hopefully, we'll be able to tell if we're actually reaching Ricard. And that's when O'Brien says, "Well, when should I shut it down?" And Data says, "I don't know. Never done this before. Never hacked into Captain Picard uh, uh, after the takeover by the Borg." Uh, I say, "Okay, everything's stable." Uh, positronic activities unchanged. Uh, data goes to the first level. 
nothing, no access to the consciousness. Uh, Beverly doesn't sense anything. I mean, Troy doesn't sense anything either. Then we see the Mars defense grid. They're nothing. Uh, Borg is like, that's a joke. Uh, those were those hot rodders that Wesley hung out with. And so they go bye-bye. Uh, then they say, okay, you know, that's past Mars. Uh, now next stop Earth for the Borg. Uh, okay. We're 23 minutes away. 14 seconds, Wesley says. They go around Saturn. And second neural connection established. Still can't get anything on here. No access. Uh, final link. Card starts moving. Data says, oh boy. Data even moved in the same way at first. Uh, premodal stuff. Hypothalamus is active. Starts beating. Micron matrix accelerating. Data says, connection complete. Uh, Got access to the Borg signals and processing one, processing two, processing three. And uh, Troy says, I sense something. Data keeps processing. We get a zoom on his brain. I think that's probably the next act break, right? Fascinating. Now, Borg group consciousness is divided into simple subcommands. So this is a little bit of explanation. They got defense, communication, navigation, and they're all controlled uh, by a root command. You just implant, and then Picard looks at him, looks back. That's when he tries to use his uh, thing. He tries to get out at first. Uh, Data puts a stop to that with his super strength. He says, let's just take this off of you, man. Can't be pleasant to have a magnetic blender attachment on there. So they do that, uh, and Data stares at it. He says, what in the hay, double hay? And they say, okay, there's a prefrontal, we got prefrontal cortex stuff happening. I think the Borg are trying to cut him off. Guard uh, even holds on to his blender arm for a little while. And then Data goes, no, that's not what's happening. Uh, I can't figure it out. Uh, and Troy goes, it's not the Borg, it's Picard uh, trying to come through. And that's when he holds Data's arm up uh, as a connection. Looks and uh, that's when Troy says, uh, Data's made first contact. Can you communicate with him? Not yet, not through neural pathway. Can't get around the Borg implants. Uh, Picard's an initiated contact. And they say, B -b -b Borg, if stop moving, what should we do? We're two minutes away. Riker says, they're worried because now we're accessing Picard. And they go, we got two minutes of data. And data goes, okay, they're not going to terminate the subspace links. Uh, and Beverly says, that's their Achilles heel. They can't do it. Uh, they're all interdependent. Once he's locked in, you can't cut him off. Uh, he's a part of them now. And then they say, yeah, he says, it's a single mind. Uh, uh, and then they say, what if we implant a command in their collective unconscious? And Data says, it's conceivable, but I'd have to do, alter a pathway from the, you know, I'd have to hack it. And Riker goes, get to work, okay. Don't over-explain it. Uh, what command? He goes, something simple and straightforward. Turn off the weapons, stop moving. Then they have visual contact with the Borg and Earth, and the power's building up. Uh, Borg are getting ready to do everything. Riker's like, get ready. Uh, they're, and they say the Borg are ready, too. Data's trying to hack in, but everything's failing. Can't get in, can't hack into defense. That's protected. Uh, they got a tractor beam, got to rotate our shield. You know, then they're trying to figure thing out. Data's unable to get into defense systems. Power, see if you can power them down, Shelby says. Data says, okay, power command. And then that's like everything's happening. You know, Enterprise is falling apart. They're pulling us in. Riker says, okay, let's get ready for the last barrage of weapons. That does not work. Uh, Data can't hack power. 
everything's all the critical commands are like protected and data then Riker says it's over then uh warp into that ship and wesley looks at him like he's gonna throw up and then he says yes sir it's a really heroic moment for everybody and a really great thing of uh, storytelling then Riker says or picard says sleep uh and they say he he must be tired. And he says sleep again. They say it's Picard, not Locutus. Sleep, Data. He says. And they say he must be exhausted. And that's when Data says, "What if this is a idea?" I don't think he's talking about if expressing fatigue, uh, but a course of action. Picard looks at him. That's when again they go after the ship. Uh, Cutting beam, crusher, get ready. And then Data says, hold on, I'm going to try something here. And they go, stand by. He goes, I'm going to try to hack into the regenerative subcommand path. Uh, it's low priority, maybe easier to hack. And they say, okay, well, the ship's falling apart, so what should we do? And they go, this is your last chance, Data. He goes, hold on. And they go, well, the ship's falling apart, so we got to do something, please. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have to hang on for a few seconds. Then the weapons shut down. And everybody says, what? A war for Wesley Riker. Riker does a full spin. The camera spins around him. Like, they're all looking around the ship like uh, something happened nearby. And Data says, I put him to sleep. Uh, they made him think it's time to regenerate. Uh, and Riker says, holy moly, to sleep. Uh, and Data says, yeah. And they go, what's the, what's the power? Uh, and they say, uh, minimal power. Okay, electromagnetic field. Uh, still still working. No, non-existent. Uh, Shelby, go over there and confirm they're asleep. She's happy. She says, delighted. She goes, Worf, uh, let's go. So they go over and they look around. I don't know what, like, they just see, like, everybody not doing anything. I guess they're, I mean, that's like normal Borg. Uh, but I think she does have a way to determine that they're in a regenerative mode. She goes, it's true. They're all in regeneration mode dormant uh but we don't know Riker says well we don't know how long right and Worf says yeah tricorders are fluctuating and they go but uh yeah we could be saying that they're, they're gonna go bye-bye because they're dis like they're malfunctioning should we disarm that uh they go well we don't know what's gonna happen if the ship goes to Picard and Data says, we should try to learn about the Borg. Uh, Riker thinks about it. Uh, he goes, no. Separate yourself from Commander Picard. Away team, come back. And uh, we got to let the Borg go away and see what happens, Picard. So they get out of there, and the Borg ship goes bye-bye. Picard has to take a breath. He actually, like, does, he, like, leans up against something. But he he's, like, uh, like he lost his breath. So we get a Riker Troy, and they go, he's stable. Uh, they let him out. He's just in, like, this uh, strange uh, thing, like a Borg bikini. And they go, how you feeling? He goes, almost human. Well, just a bit of a headache. Uh, and they say, we'll get you to sick bay and we'll remove all this stuff. Uh, Rikers, how much do you remember? And Picard was pauses, get a great look. He was everything, including some great strategy by a kid named Riker, a uh, former first officer of mine. Riker's pleased. Uh, then we see the Enterprise over Earth and the moon, which is cool, and very pretty shots, and then back to normal. Uh, Cards in his red office with uh, Riker, five to six weeks of repairs. Shelby comes in. She says, request permission to disembark, uh, sir, to Riker. He goes, 
Picard's in command now. He goes, permission granted. You're going to be a fine per member of the task force. Uh, she goes, I'll get the fleet back together. Riker, I'm sure you'll be on whatever ship you want. He goes, everyone's so concerned about my next job. With all due respect, uh, my career plans are my business. He goes, it's nice to know I'll have some options, though. And she says, I hope I can work with you again. Riker smiles. Uh, she smiles. She says, Captain, she heads off. Uh, Riker says, uh, okay. And then they go, head for Station McKinley. Make it so, number one. And then we have this last moment. Uh, brilliant. Uh, Picard goes to pick up his Earl Grey. Pauses. He's looking, you know, far off. Uh, puts his tea back down so slowly. So, I mean, this is like, this is great, a great performance. Uh, barely any movement, just enough that you can tell it all. He almost moves his mouth, and then he walks to the window to look out in space. Uh, we see the reflection of Earth as he stands at his window. And you say, wow, what a, a set of episodes. So good, uh, so good night.